What's up, guys? This is Sportsmatic back with part two of this edition of the Sportsmatic. Um, and in this segment, we're going to be talking about the team that I believe has the potential to win the NBA Finals, win a championship this year. And, the, and then without further ado, let's just hop, let's just hop right into it. Um, that team that I believe, the team that I believe has a chance for the NBA Finals, in my opinion, and not so talked about, not so much talked about team, they're being talked about more. But they're still not talked about as much as some other teams. I believe it's the Milwaukee Bucks. I believe the Milwaukee Bucks, from what I've seen so far, have the potential. Everybody plays how they're supposed to play, and everybody plays, you know, plays up. I believe they have the ability to maybe win a championship this year. Um, and I say this because they, the, the way that their team is constructed, it's for modern basketball, it's it's really good. You know what I'm saying? You have multiple versatile players. Um, first of all, shout out to Chris Middleton for stepping up in the first round, being that second that, that consistent second guy that Giannis needs to step up and you know, to to um to to make to do damage in the playoffs. And shout out to Drew uh, Holiday for also, you know, really proving that he um is was really the the, the big piece that was missing from the Bucks. Um, you know, he's a huge upgrade over Eric Bledsoe, and, you know, big ups to him for, you know, playing how he's played this year. Should be first, second team, all uh, defense in, uh, this year. Um, and so, yeah, first of all, uh, big ups to those guys. But the Bucks, man, they have so many versatile players, and they have so many shooters, and they have a, a, a system in place that Budenholzer seems to finally get to, you know, have the understanding of, uh, Coach Budenholzer. Um, it isn't just give the ball to Giannis, let him drive. And then kick out to somebody for three. No, that's not how how it works. Um, Giannis is being moved around. He's on both sides of the ball. Um, he's off the ball more. He's cutting. He's posting up. He is bringing the ball up some, but obviously, you know, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are also guys that can bring up, bring up the ball and haven't been bringing up the ball a lot in initiating offense. Um, so the versatility is one is, is uh, you know is, is one that I really like, especially with guys off the bench like Bobby Portis. Um, who you can move around in the front court, you know, um, PJ Tucker, who's a good small ball five, uh, stretch five, Bryn Forbes, one of the best shooters in the league this year, off the bench, he can play, he played phenomenally well in the first round of series, uh, against the Bucks. I believe he outscored Jimmy Butler, you know, I gotta fact check that, but I, I, I believe he did, and so with the Bucks, man, they, I feel like they're finally starting to put it all together for once. Um, and they're, I feel like they can really make noise, and I feel like the team that they play in the next round, that they're going to play in the next round, the Brooklyn Nets, I feel like they can give the Brooklyn Nets a lot of problems. The Brooklyn Nets, in my opinion, are a very top-heavy team, which are three superstars, um, and two superstars and a star, if you want to say. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden are, in my opinion, the most talented trio ever assembled in the NBA. Um, they could really give the Nets a lot of problems on both ends of the of the floor because they can shoot the ball extremely well. They can dominate inside with their size, and they can get make they they, they can make make Brooklyn's big three work and get under their skin and make them you know fight for every point. You know what I'm saying? Because they have multiple guys that you can throw at their three stars, um, from Drew Holiday to Giannis to Chris Middleton to um, PJ Tucker to Bobby Portis to Pat Connaughton. They have a multitude of guys who you can throw at the big three for Brooklyn and really make them tire them out and make them work. And also, you know what I'm saying, 
the Nets have guys, I mean, I mean the, the Bucks have guys that can make the, the big three work on defense. You know what I'm saying? Say you put KD on Giannis, which is what you're asking for trouble. Um, but say you did that. Giannis is going right at KD, get him into foul trouble, getting physical with him. He's taking energy away from KD on the other end of the floor. Uh, Chris Middleton is the guy who could possibly do what James Harden did, you know, um, with his playing ability, especially just going downhill, using that, that size, that length, his ability, I mean, to his uh, advantage. He could also really give James Harden some problems. You, you look at, at, at a guy like Drew Holiday, you know, uh, a big guard. You know, I'm not saying they're going to put Kyrie on him, but if Kyrie ends up on him, he can easily post him up, take him uh, down low to the block, take him behind the woodshed, you know what I'm saying, take him down low. And punish him that way, tire him out, physical, you know, get physical with him, you know, and then turn around, you know, and, and you press, you know, press, press on full force, you know, what I'm saying, get under his skin, you know, make him, um, make him ex- exert energy, but you know, just bring the ball up, and then let alone, you know, never mind scoring, you know, um, so I believe that they have a multitude of guys who can tire Brooklyn's big three out on both ends of the floor. I believe that. Brooklyn Big Three would still get theirs, obviously, because they're just that good of players. But you could, if there's one team that could definitely make them work in the East, it's it's most definitely Brooklyn, and they've done they've done it before, and I believe they'll do it again. Um, when they when they meet up in in the second round, and then so say they get past the Nets, right? They have to face the Sixers, and I believe they can beat the Sixers, especially with those shooters shoot how you know they've been playing, you know how they've been shooting in 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 the playoffs so far. If Giannis plays like he's the best player on the court, which I believe he can be, even with the series against Joel Embiid, um, if Chris Middleton outplays Tobias Harris, you know, and you, and you get contributions from Drew Holiday, from Brent Forbes, from Brook Lopez, you know, on both on both ends, especially defensively, you know, because he will have the assignment most of the time of guarding uh, Joel Embiid. If you can get contributions contributions from everybody, and everybody's playing up, I believe they can beat the Sixers in six or seven games. Especially, you know, with everybody playing to the level that they can, you know, and that needs to happen to beat some of these better teams as you go, uh, move move along. And then you move on, move on to the finals, and they will face, in my opinion, as as it looks right now, um, I believe, I still have, call me crazy, whatever, um, I still have the Lakers somehow getting to the finals, um, but my second choice would probably be, right now, um. Clippers looking mighty good, so either one of the Lakers, Mavericks, in my opinion, Clippers or Jazz, um, one of those four teams are going to be in the finals. I believe that the Bucks have guys for each one of those teams' stars, um, slash superstars. Um, they have guys for you know the Lakers dynamic duo, uh, AD and LeBron. They have guys for um, Donovan Mitchell of Utah, Kawhi and Paul George of the Clippers. And um, Luca, you know, um, on the Mavericks, I believe. Actually, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Utah Jazz, the Jazz Lakers and the and the uh, Clippers, I believe, um, are 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 the teams right now. You know, so are are the, the teams to beat, in my opinion, still in the West. Um, and yeah, and even if the Dallas Mavericks still advances, you know. Even though you know they're in trouble right now, but even if they still advance, they can still you know make a run. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah. But my bottom line is the Bucks have guys to guard all their star players, and also have guys that can tire you out, tire those stars out, or go at those stars. You know, and so the Bucks, man, they have they have they have everything locked in. You know what I'm saying? They have everything. They they just need to go out, execute, 
good role players, and you need to play well. Giannis, you need to feel like he's a top five player in the league, maybe top three, you know, and I feel like they can make a lot of noise, you know. They can make it. They can really make some noise. I really do believe that, and it, it'll be fun to see them the rest of the way, especially this next round against Brooklyn. And, um, yeah, that's my, I guess, dark horse in uh, finals team. I'm just going to call them a dark horse because, you know, they're one of the best teams in the East and in the league, so. You know, call them what you call them, call them what you will, but you know, I feel like they have the recipe to make a deep run, um, a possible championship run, and yeah, that's my take on the Milwaukee Bucks. Let me know what you guys think in this edition of of the Sports Fanatic, and and yeah, you know what I'm saying. This this is the Sports Fanatic signing off, and I'll see you all. And I'll see you all. Peace. I'm out. What is up, guys? It is the Sports Fanatic. Back with yet another edition of the Sports Fanatic. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Uh, this is the day to celebrate um, and honor our veterans, uh, our military men and women, uh, service men and women, honor this country, um, you know, spend time with your family. Hope you guys have been doing all that today. This is a great day, one of the greatest days um, in this country, uh, one of the best days of the year in this country, in my opinion. Um, and just today to celebrate, uh, reflect, thank, and be thankful, more importantly, um, for all that our men and women of our military has, have, have done for us uh, and will continue to do for us. So, you know, happy, happy, happy Memorial Day to everybody, um, first and foremost. I uh, hope you guys have been having a great, safe, productive day. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully, hopefully this podcast makes your day that much better. If it hasn't been that great, um, or if even or e- even if it has been great, you know what I'm saying. Hopefully, this podcast makes it better, um, in some way, shape, or form. So, without further ado, let's hop right let, let's hop right into it. Um, first part of this podcast, um, I'm I'm gonna be discussing the fan incident over the weekend, um, with Kyrie Irving and the Boston Celtics. Um, and so without further ado, yeah, let's just hop right into it. Um, I'm 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 gonna be sharing my thoughts on it, what I think about it, who's in the wrong. Who's in the right? Because nobody's in the right here, really. But you know, in my opinion, I feel like the fan definitely deserves, you know, to be kicked out, lifelong ban. Um, you know, he he, but what he did was, was irresponsible, definitely, and um, pretty pathetic, uh, in my opinion. Um, but what I don't understand is, is why people are acting like Kyrie Irving is 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 this this victim, okay, and wh- why why he isn't getting any criticism for disrespecting the Celtics logo, a team that he played for for two years, and one of the most storied, if arguably the most storied franchise in NBA history. Why is he just why is he acting like he's a victim? Okay, um, I feel like Kyrie has been poking at the Celtics fans, the city of Boston, um. This whole series, even before they got to Boston, I believe he was poking fun at them. He was, you know, he was he was poking at them, not fun, but he was poking at them. You know, he he mentioned about you know how you know hopefully the fans this about his business, you know how this this business and nothing else, you know, saying how it's just just basketball. Kyrie seems to want to make it about something more than basketball with his comments and his antics, um, and it's unacceptable. Um, he he needs to. I, I feel like he he honestly needs to grow up. Um, I feel like 
There's nobody that's in the right here. I feel like both him and Fan are the wrong, and Fan definitely deserves what he's getting. Um, but people were just ignoring Kyrie Irving and ignoring how he's been acting throughout this whole thing. And I believe it just it just it's, it's going to keep driving, you know. It's going to keep pushing players to think that they're above everybody else and that they're higher up than everybody. Um, Kyrie leads that charge. I feel like he does think he's, he's um, you know, higher higher than a lot of people. I feel like he looks at himself as, you know, just he's just all that. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, he, he's a great player. You know what I'm saying? He's a great player. He's really fun to watch. But, I mean, sometimes he just says and does things that really drop, that just kind of rub me the wrong way. And, you know, it's just right now the relationship between him and Boston, in my opinion, just is it's not good at all. Um, not even a little bit. Um, and I, do I think it's going to be fixed? No. Um, but this is just a, a, a really messy situation altogether. With not even just this incident, but all these fan incidents. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just messy altogether. Um, the league needs to do something about it because it's, uh, sooner or later, we're going to have another, another mouse in the palace. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not as big, but it's going to be something. Okay? If, if you get the wrong player and a fan that's close enough, uh, I, I can't help but imagine that there's, there will be something um, close to mouse in the palace. Not as bad, but maybe close to. Um, and that's an issue that the NBA doesn't want to have. So, you know, uh, un, until they figure something out, you know what I'm saying? Until they get, you know, either get these fans under control or you know, uh, let the players know that, you know, um, uh, I don't know. I mean, either they, you know, because one thing that they can't do, in my opinion, I'm going to say this. One thing that they can't do is is take fans back out of stadiums. Because you just installed fans like a month ago, and now, and you terminated for all the money you lost during the pandemic. So they can't take fans out. And they they can't really. I mean, they can tell the players not not to react or not say anything. But the players are going to do what they're going to do at the end of the day. If they get the chance, I feel like I best believe to like you know if, if it's not a star player, you know, or a superstar player, I feel like there there will be times where it it, it, it it might be a role player who takes it into his own hands and goes up and tries to do something to one of the fans. You know what I'm saying? So the NBA, the NBA needs to get this under control because this is not an issue in any other major sports league. As of right now, it's it's a it's a it's a rising, growing issue in the uh, NBA. So Adam Silver needs to get a hold of this um, and figure something out. You know what I'm saying? Because this is, this is a bad situation. Um, Kyrie, you know, he needs to stop trying to play the victim. Um, but also, these fans need to know that you. You pay to watch them in a, to watch them play basketball. You don't pay to throw stuff at them. You don't pay to, um, you don't pay to, yeah, you know, like, you know, you can cheer, boo, but don't throw stuff. Don't try to harm the players. Like that's that that's not that's where you cross the line. Don't you know what I'm saying? And saying insensitive things to the families and you know spitting on them. Like no, that's not what you do at games. That's not what you pay for. You pay to watch. You pay to cheer, boo, whatever. But you paid your tickets to watch, um, and also you know, yeah, you know. So there, there needs to be something done because uh, this is going to continue between both the fans and players if you know if if nothing's done. Um, so yeah, man, that's just my thoughts, my quick 
my quick take on that incident. Uh, part two of this edition of the, of the Sports Panda coming up, we will be talking about um, who I think is a championship contender, a finals contender that nobody's talking about right now, or not many people are talking too much about. Um, and that's next on the Sports Panda. Stay tuned.